The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And next, we're brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy sports simplified. Head on over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. And next, we're brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's S-O-Bet.io. And finally, we're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that allows you to sync your fantasy football league and bet on head-to-head matches. Download the app today or head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And while you're downloading apps, don't forget to download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Check it out wherever it is you download apps. Adios, Degenerinos, and welcome to, welcome back, hopefully, but if you're a new person, welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We've made it up to episode 92. I have not appeared in every episode because I'm, I have a chaotic life, apparently, or lazy, one or the other, but my associate co-host has. Um, so 92, we're going to dedicate it to the year 1992, which is a fine year for an associate co-host's wife to be born. I think I think I got that right because she's the same age as an, a famous person. I think I was told once, so and I think I put that in my brain and I remembered it for some reason. Also, I was just told off air that she knows my name and my associate co-host does not know my name and he calls me by his other, the person he cheats on me's uh, name. So anyhow, that's the story for another day. Hi, welcome to the podcast. We're, we're, this isn't this is, the podcast is not about relationships and people cheating on one another this is about mma and people punching each other and kicking each other and all that fun stuff for money nonetheless and and gambling making money on it um i probably should introduce my associate co-host right away because we have a very rare occurrence this week he actually beat me not just with uh his picks also with the money so he beat me money and picks uh just by a little bit but this is very rare rare error indeed um, what can I tell you about this guy? I think I came up with another good nickname for him, and now I can't remember it. Dang it. It probably was really good and biting, too. And he, uh, Whatever. His, uh, he goes by Gumby sometimes. Um, he goes by Dano. Or the Dan, not Dano. Dano would be a good one, though. The Danimal. Um, we haven't dug out the um, Ichabod. Not Ichabod. Yeah, Ichabod. Ichabod, uh, son of Ichabod, the bear whisperer. Um, like I said, I had another... Awesome nickname for him. Maybe it'll come to me once I let him talk. Uh, let's just bring him in here. He's got a really cute story about his son and how much his son loves me. His name is Daniel Gumby Breland. Hello. So, so before we get into how awesome my son is, so did you did you call me Danho like like uh, Dano like the Dano. like the Man Mountain George East Danho? Oh, that's right. <laughs> you want to be the Man Mountain? 
You are a man the, mountain. The man mountain. You are mountain a man, man from the mountains. The, the man mountain mountain man. <laughs> yeah. the man mountain mountain man. Exactly. All right, you, you tell the story. I'm going to remember what I was what nickname I was going to give you. Yeah, best of luck to you. So my my son sat down at his like little play school table today with its little tiny stool, and he's only he's only three years old, but he looked uh, at the little like microphone spot that it had and said, "Hey, look, mommy, I'm talking to Jeff about MMA." Isn't that cute, everybody? Yeah, Isn't look at that. that. I, I apparently do. I apparently do enough of this show that my son took notice. <laughs> See? Plus, he knows I gave him cool presents when he was born. Uh, Atlanta Braves gear, I believe. Uh, Ronald Acuna, I believe I gave him a, a onesie or a, something like that. Didn't yeah, I? a small Acuna shirt for him. But he gets more use out of the uh, the Mickey Mouse branded Atlanta Braves gear. Uh, oh, yeah, you, you gifted that to his brother. Uh, he's, he's he's completely bogarted that. That was in his room now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. His brother will not be pretending to talk to Uncle Jeff on the air because <laughs> uh, he doesn't he doesn't know how generous I am. So, um, speaking of generous, the um, last night was very generous for the animal Dano, the man mountain, the man from the mountains, um, and everyone who fades his picks and not fades his picks, excuse me, tails his picks. Because for once, he actually made you guys some money. And it's not even a Tuesday night. What do you have to say for yourself? Eight and three, up almost 300 bucks. I went seven to four, and I pretty much broke even. I was down about 26. So go ahead, bask in it. I'm going to bask in it, especially because of the one that I hit hard on and told you – uh, it was silly to take an zero and four. <laughs> yes, an zero and four I UFC after I heard you veteran. Say that. Yeah, he was zero and four UFC veteran. Uh, he was god awful at defending takedowns and fighting a guy who could wrestle. And for some reason, came in at a negative two seventy favorite. And there yeah, were people playing him. I actually had people tell me that that I mean, there were people in the fight slack. I can't remember who exactly it was in the the fight slack saying that that Soriano messed up their parlay. I was like, what is he doing in there? Yeah, in a parlay, um, yes. Yeah, like, like of all the people you could throw in a parlay, you see a negative 270, and I don't mean to berate whoever this was. Like, the rest of your plays probably won because you listened to us. But negative uh, 270 at a guy who's 0-4, um, yeah, you got to stay away from – especially because I was all over Shayoan. And I thought Sha- – not to – not to completely shit all over Sean Soriano here and not give Shayan credit where credit was due. He also looked pretty good. Like he doesn't he doesn't look like a guy who's ever gonna be ranked at featherweight, which is like notoriously one of the toughest divisions. Like, you know, Sean Bur- or Shane Burgos is barely hanging on to his ranking in that division. Never mind yeah. um Sha Beak. Uh but like he did look good enough that he could hang around and beat a couple other dudes. Uh, especially anybody who's got bad wrestling. Didn't see it, I'll have to admit. For some reason, TSN up here in Canada didn't play. Like, they were supposed to play the prelims starting at 5, so I figured I, I would miss the first few, but I'd be able to catch them somewhere else, which I w- weren't, wasn't able to catch them somewhere else. Um, and then they had tennis on, for God's sakes. They had tennis on until, like, quarter to 6, so I didn't see... Is that your is that your national sport up there? Tennis. Apparently, yeah. Uh, we we had to watch a Djokovic fight. Um, fight I want to say play against um, <laughs> Zvezdev or something. I would watch Djokovic fight him. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty hey, sure so, neither of them were Canadian though. That's what I'm saying. Honest so. question. I'm going to hit you with some Canadian trivia on this one. Do yeah. you know what the national sport of Canada is? Um, curling. Oh. 
It's not curling. Do you we, want to take we, a second guess? We invented basketball, so I know that. Uh, you, it's not basketball. You invented, you invented basketball? It didn't come from yeah. Massachusetts? Cause well, uh, a, a Canadian invented it, so you and I can, can both take credit oh, for that. Oh, okay, because uh, I'm pretty sure we have the Hall of Fame, so I'm just checking. It's true, and it's, yes, uh, in, in a very nice city too, right? Uh, no, I wouldn't go to Springfield unless I was going to the Hall of Fame or um, somebody was pointing a gun at me, which would be pretty likely if I was going to Springfield. Um, oh, you're totally uh, – like that's where the Simpsons are from, and you're not even willing to go there? Not that – I mean, they're, I'm positive they're not from that. <laughs> you're such a Shelbyville. Yeah. You're such a Shelbyville lover, aren't you? Yeah, I can be a Shelbyvillian. So, All you, right. That, it's not hockey, obviously. Once, and it, it's not hockey. It's not curling. What is the national sport of Canada? I am so lacrosse. It is lacrosse. Yeah, yes. okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, yeah. our indigenous people brought us lacrosse. So yes, um, and then we stole their land. So yes, that's uh, that's, Canada that's for you. That's the worst thing that Canadians did to Native Americans too. Yeah, that's it. Eh? Well, that is it. Alton current events. No, nothing. No, we don't talk about current events in this podcast at all. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that on our Thanksgiving show coming up. How's that sound? <laughs> Because we'll, we'll celebrate what we did to our uh, our native people. So uh, not a, enough of that. Let's um, break down this fight card and and see where we went right and where we went wrong. But first, WinBet, ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement to win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in all your favorite teams, players, sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses, including new users can bet a dollar and win a hundred dollars in any sport. Plus, you, I mean you, can get up to fifteen hundred bucks as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of twenty dollars or more. For whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it two hundred percent. For example, you bet hundred, you'll get two hundred dollars free mat, free bet. Max wager match is seven hundred fifty bucks, so they will match you fifteen hundred bucks. Dan's been giving out some good bets on this one. I'm not sure if your last one came through, though. I can't remember what it was. I think it did come through. It was, was it not oh, I, I Nuggets take, and I Philly take, over I Nuggets? Take, I said to take Philly with the point to beat yes. over the Nuggets, and not only did – they didn't even need the point. No, they just went in straight up and beat up Philly – or beat up uh, the Nuggets in Denver. Nuggets, yeah. Yeah, and Jokic wasn't playing, I think, that game, though, right? I think he was out, possibly. Um, anyway, he might have Yeah, if he was, he wasn't when I heard, but yeah. Yeah. Um, if oh, you yeah. want, to, if you want a hot pick right now, take yeah. uh, the Bulls tomorrow night, which would be Monday night. Uh, yep. They're giving up three and a half, playing the Pacers. Uh, they should have no problem with the Pacers. Oh, the Pacers they, are horrible this year. They've been, they've been playing. The, the, I think the Pacers are going to ultimately be better. Like Sabonis can't look this bad for this long. Uh, Brogdon, you know, it's like playing, but not all that well. And like the Bulls are good enough to like pound them right now. But I think the Pacers will be back, but not for this week against the Bulls, who are probably, just as we're about to speak, uh, about to beat the hell out of the Knicks. So Yes, because the Knicks aren't good ever since Dan said that they I, might be I good, asked, so. I asked you, are they you good? You asked the question. Did, did I, am I wrong, or are the Knicks good? And the answer was a hard no. <laughs> yes, he is wrong. The Knicks are bad, but WinBet is good. We'll, we'll uh, conclude with that. Great promos. Odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. For Boosted Parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger at win, with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Also, let's tell you about PropSwap. We're brought to you by Prop. 
Swap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap always has the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a bet you like, but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think it's fair, then buy it. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. So your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. Back to this podcast. But we get in, this podcast gets dark very often, doesn't it? We were talking about genocide last podcast. We were talking about how horrible. I mean, we basically jerked. We were talking about genocide did, this time, too. Yeah. Like, horrible. It, it, it is not a joking matter, everyone. In case – Lest, lest you think that we're joking around about it. It's not a joking matter. We just joke about everything. Um, yes, we, uh, I think we decided we're anti-genocide, but maybe not pro-murder, but we'll, we'll allow murder, I think we, we said, with the Mongolian well, murderer. I think we were fine with his nickname, as yes. long as it meant murder <laughs> and not genocide. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that, right there. Was was last night murder for you to watch that event, Dan? A lot of people are saying it was the worst event like ever, but that's silly. I'm well, sure I've uh, seen a lot more. There's there was a lot of good fights last night. Well, and I would say this too, like from the perspective of first of all, I, I think my view is a little skewed because I was winning a lot of things and things were being true. in that way. So like ultimately that works out for me. But like yeah, like everybody wants to see a finish. Everybody wants it. You know, oh, this is the first event where there wasn't a knockout and you know like so long. Um, I know UFC 76, uh, which was named Knockout, had no knockouts, but uh, this one also didn't. Um, don't you wish they went back to naming cards like that? Yes, that for sure. Uh, especially like, like one cards. does. Yeah, one although, although theirs are stupid as hell. It's like this one is one FC willpower, and then next weekend is one FC willpower two, and yes. then one FC willpower three, and then one FC like power will. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, you, they, they don't even you, uh, really change it all that much. <laughs> hey, you, you better get, get used to one because we got, we got some dead weeks coming up and you're going to be picking one fight. Let me tell you. I'll tell and you right now. If that's the best thing going, we got some issues. <laughs> yes. I, I did see they had a card during the week, uh, this week when we're off. And uh, yeah. then I looked and I was like, oh, there's three MMA fights on it. And it's just a kick. Oh, the rest of yeah, yeah. So, um, no, back to your original question, though. Um, I thought there were a lot of fun fights, right? Like, yep. Hani Aya versus Kyung Ho Kang, very fun to watch. Uh, sure, because you had yeah, yeah, yeah. But not just because I had Yaya. That, there was some, like, objectively really fun grappling to watch there. It was right? great like, when Yaya was lying on him and doing nothing for no, he stretches oh, of the fight. Oh, my God. You can't, oh my watch God. That, you can't watch that fight and say he did nothing. He yeah. had him He had him in guard. You're right. And as soon as he opened it up, he had that funky transition in the second round to a back control. Like, it was very good jujitsu. Um, he's, like, risky until he gets to the position he wants, which is very fun. Uh, there was also fun striking. Kyung Ho Kang striking on the feet with him was a lot of fun to watch too, right? Yeah. Like his he he like had Yaya he had him dizzy in the first round, real bad. In the third round, he tagged him again before he wound up on the ground. Like yeah, like I, I thought that was objectively a good fight. Um, the whole main card probably was good. Sorry yeah, Sean, Sean Brady Kiesa was good. Yanez yep. Davy Grant was good. Obviously, the Talia Santos Joanne Wood fight was a lot of fun. The main event wasn't fun, so not the whole like that. that yeah, was I guess not. I, I didn't ever get yeah. to watch that. Um, I I thought Lupita Godinez versus Loma Lagume was fun, and I, I didn't even get the winner in that. Um, Sabatini Lutz was uh fun just because I think Sabatini's an absolute animal. Like there were 
there were fun fights in there. Uh, again, yeah, like, is it as fun as one where you see, you know, 10 knockouts? Hell no. But, like, no. It, as far as it being the worst card ever, it was a far cry from that. Yes, that was very um, recency biased for sure, uh, people that were saying that. Um, so we did have a lot of decisions. We had, what, uh, 10 decisions and, and one decision. submission win. Yeah. Well, we did lose a, a fun fight hours before uh, Ferris as I am and Terrence McKinney. McKinney had to pull out because one of his corner men tested positive for COVID-19. I thought that was over in the States. It's not. It is. It is apparently not. Fake news. No, uh, he, he's not really sick. He's just got the cold or the flu or something, right? It's no, I, I, I heard some people complaining, though, that, like, the fight got canceled because yeah. of that. But, like, I mean, like, it'll get booked again. It, they'll probably fight on December 4th, right? Like, Ferris Zayem is not flying home to France right now. I assume he's just staying in Vegas. He'll do a two-week training camp. They'll fight yeah. December 4th. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. So, better – for sure, and surprisingly, the UFC actually uh, is willing to, to do things like this. But um, sometimes, sometimes they do the correct thing, like putting uh, female fighters uh, at the top of fight cards. That's, I was thinking that's um, such a rare thing. Like you would, like if uh, say NBA and WNBA were having the double header, um, and like the NBA teams were crappy and WNBA teams were the best teams, it, the NBA team would go on last. Like they wouldn't put the female athletes ahead so that's one thing the ufc actually does right they, they um regardless of gender that they, they put the best fighters or the best fights ahead of ahead of uh ones that are less less deserved yeah i i would say so although i would say it did seem like a weird choice given that you had a co-main event that was yeah. seemingly both a better fight and i think a more important fight to have five rounds in yeah um you know what i mean like yeah. like Nobody thought Misha Tate, Ketlin Vieta was going to be decided in the championship rounds. Um, whereas, like, I mean, like, if you gave Michael Chiesa two more rounds, he might have won that fight. Right? Yep. Like, I, and I'm saying that as somebody who really enjoys Sean Brady, was rooting for Brady, had picked Brady to win. Um, and I still think, like, that would have been a more fun fight if he had two more rounds in it. Yeah. But I guess Misha Tate's the bigger, the biggest star on the card. You yeah, I, I think I think the placement on the card was almost former 100% champ stuff, due yeah. to her former champ. Yeah. Even though the the I'm just checking the stats on my MMA site MMA-manifesto.com, Joanne Calderwood Wood is the one who's bringing the most traffic for some reason. So and she didn't even win. What's the main event? So that's a real weird Strange, one. Right? To me. Yeah, yeah, that's a real weird one. <laughs> and yeah, let's let's uh, break down the card, especially the main event, since I got it right. Haha, <laughs> Dan got it wrong. So I hit minus one twenty. Dan lost minus one hundred five. Um, Ketlin Vieira forty eight, forty seven, forty eight, forty seven, forty nine, forty six. Um, this is one of those. We talk about this from time to time. But I think this is one of those fights where like the loser comes out looking better than the winner in this one. Like I was more impressed that Misha Tate. Uh, stuck in there a full five rounds against a younger a fighter a fighter with who who's been active uh, active fighting while while she was off having kids and working for the biggest promotion in the world one um yeah and Viera is just frustrating to watch fight because she does just enough to win like she um was not putting her foot on the on the gas pedal like like you would have hoped meanwhile you know Tate was Tate was a dog in there to um to steal that phrase and uh yeah i think she came out looking better than vera does at least in my eyes 
So I'm going to say a couple of things. First of all, I don't think she comes out looking all that good. I mean, like, yes, she did look like a dog in there. Um, You know, she was tough. She took a bunch of punches. She got her eye jacked up in the first round, and she kept moving forward. But I would say, ultimately, like, my opinion of her fighting still, um, with the chance of ever obtaining a title fight, plummeted with this fight. Because she, her her ability to get in on wrestling attempts is pretty much non-existent anymore. Um, you know, like I, I was yeah, like, she didn't really try it. Yeah. Well, and I think she did try, but the problem is, is her footwork and her ability to get close to somebody without getting popped in the face is no longer there. Um, and that used to be something she did really well. She used to be able to, to cut angles. She'd duck under punches. Her boxing might look better than it used to. Um, but like the, the fact that she can't get in on your legs anymore takes away everything she would, that made her a champion. Right, like yeah. she was a champion because she could grapple, and now it looks like anybody who's a little bit bigger than her or can box decently can keep her away enough that she can't grapple. So, while I agree with you, like stock wise, it, it did look like oh she's tough, uh, she she could still hang and all that kind of stuff. The piece of her that made her her is seems to be gone, and for me, I, I'm selling on Misha Tate in the future of Misha Tate. Kellen Vieta is also one who I think stock went way down in this fight. But yeah. I would say this. I think that this should not be a revelation for us because looking back at her fights since she got knocked out bad by Irene Aldana, she has fought that kind of safe-ass tentative style since then. Um, like, I don't think she was that before, right? Like, she took it to Sarah McMahon and arm triangle choked her and looked good in the grappling. You know, like, she... She threw with with Casigano a little bit, like, and then she gets popped by Irene Aldana. Safe fight against Sajara Eubanks. Safe fight against Yana Kunitskaya gets reversed at the end and winds up losing that fight. Safe fight against Misha Tate. I, I think she's losing a little bit of what made her her too, right? Is that she's way bigger than people. She hits like a truck and she can grapple well. And she looked interested in doing none of those things, with the exception of grappling a little bit in the first round, which Andre Pettineris then said don't fucking do that anymore. So like, I, I, I mean like, yeah, someone on her too. So I, I don't know what this does for either woman in the long run. Uh, but I would say it's not good. This, this, if anything made the Bantamweight division look worse than it already was. Yeah, very true. I, I think I'm more down on Vieira than I am, uh, up on Tate. I think, I, I think this too, I, was getting I, I would say, I would say this. So I also felt I also felt real down on Vieta on fight night. I don't know how much of the commentary you were listening to, but I was like, yeah, I, I kept that didn't help. <laughs> I, yeah. So, so they were shitting on her, but they were also being like the young buck coming in here to take out the, the older lion. And she's, she's not taking her, you know, she's only four years younger than Misha Tate. She's 30 yes, years yes. old. Like there, yep. there was barely yep. an age gap there. And, and they were talking about Ketlin Vieta. Like she was like, Aaron Blanchfield at like twenty one or Macy Barber or like you know any of those Macy young Barber? Did you see Macy you, Barber? You know, you know I hate Macy Barber, but she is a young hype. But they were talking about her like she was some young hype yeah. prospect like that, and like she's thirty. Like she she isn't that young in the fight world, especially in the ban- women's bantamweight world. Like so, well, yeah, maybe I, it's maybe they have rose colored glasses on because she she was the Mr. Cage champion back in the day remember yeah oh Mr. Cage <laughs> and Mr. and the big weight champion also the, the Mr. Cage women's champion <laughs> exactly and 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 the uh yeah so i think okay i'm looking at the rankings i have performance rankings i run on mma-manifesto.com she is moved she's gone 
uh, by the way, loss, win, loss, win. She's another one of those ones. We got a pattern going here. She's moved up. She was seventh. Now she's moved up to fifth. She's behind the champ, obviously, Nunes. Uh, Arena Aldana, Asmalad, and the pregnant Yana Kunitskaya. So what, what are they going to do with her next? So I, I actually have an outside-the-box suggestion. I would like to see her fight uh, Norma Dumont next. Sure. Um, yep. Because... Uh, I mean, I don't know necessarily mm-hmm. that she'd slaughter. Like, both of them fought, like, kind of tentative, boring fights against people. Yeah, who, that's true. Uh, I mean, very different people, right? Like, Aspen Ladd didn't want to win. Misha Tate very clearly did want to win. Um, but I think, like, it, Norma Dumas has said she does still want to try 35. But even if she didn't, let Ketlin Vieta go up to 45. She's enormous for 35. She would not be outsized at 45. Um, and it would let Norma Dumont get another crack at, like, Am I actually good enough here, or was that a very weird performance against a very weird Aspen? I, I think it would like answer some questions. Um, yep. Because Ketlin Vieta, like if, if you look at the UFC's official ranking, she's right behind Yana Kunitskaya right now, who just beat her. So, um, and she's behind Aspen Ladd and Juliana Pena and you know Arena Aldana, who beat her too. She's not like at that level where we give her Holly Homer, Jermaine Durand, to me to see if she can actually do it. Yeah. So, so, so and I'd then, say just, I, I'd say just mix her up with, with Dumas. And, and as for Tate, I, I think the main thing is she showed that she could hang in there and she could last five, five rounds. So I, I think I have no problem seeing her fight. No, I think she's continuing to fight as not a title challenge. That's all. You know, who I'd kind of like to see her fight. I, I'd like to see her run it back with Raquel Pennington. Um, yeah. cause, cause that was a fight that Pennington won all of those years right. back. The retirement and, fight. Yeah, and, and it it was like the one where we were like, oh, shit, Tate doesn't want to be here anymore. So yeah. now that she has this, like, she wasn't as good as she was back then. Like, she's lost a step. Um, although yeah. her boxing is better. I, I do mean to keep harping on that. Like, her boxing is much better. Um, I, I do think it would be fun to see her run it back with, like, a completely different mindset in being like, oh, I do want to be here now. Give her a chance to get that one back. Um, because like you said, like, I don't want to see her against title challengers right now. She, she's clearly outclassed by people who are bigger can stuff wrestling. So yeah, I'd, I'd allow that. I'd also allow, I, I'd also say Aspen Ladd wouldn't be a bad option either. Um, you know, at Ladd being somebody who, uh, fought her last they hate fight. Each other. Yeah. They, they clearly don't like each other, right? There's that storyline there. Um, she said all that shit about, uh, being coached by your, your boyfriend slash husband, um, which Who, but by the way, she is coached by uh, uh, Misha is also coached by her. Uh, although, just, although I'll say, I'll say I know, it's totally different. He's, totally he's, a, he's a corner man, I think. I, yeah, I don't think she, he's her head coach because, right, because she trades at Extreme Couture. Yeah. Um, it also has the head coach of Sick Jitsu in her corner, too. I think I think Rick Little is also in her corner. So he's she has like. Age. She, it, that's another thing, too. Actually, I think he's younger than her, right? Because didn't she coach him on the Ultimate Fighter? Oh, so she's Johnny, the one. Johnny Munoz, right? In the cradle, yes. Wasn't he, wasn't he on the Ultimate Fighter? Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I think Raquel Pennington, Aspen Ladd, both fun fights for her. But yeah, I, I to to put an exclamation mark on your original plan, she definitely is cool staying around. If Misha Tate 2.0 wants to mix it up in the the top 10 to 15 right now, uh, for sure, let her let her keep doing that. Right, let's move on to a fight that actually matters: the co-main event. Both these guys can stick around because uh, they're both fun to watch. Um, Sean Brady, 
we both got this pick right, and someone, some degenerate on, on this lack said he he went in five units on Brady because of you, Dan. So lucky he, uh, lucky he did come through for us. Minus one seventy six. Uh, it was Dan's lock pick, so he added fifty six eighty two to his lock stash, but he's still well in the red. Uh, Eighteen and fourteen down. Just you're under four hundred bucks now, Dan. You're only down three ninety six. I got time. I got time. I you can get time. There's three <laughs> three events left, right? You got plenty of time. Um, so we got this one right. Uh, went pretty much exactly how we would have pictured it to go. Twenty nine twenty eight. Twenty nine twenty eight. Twenty nine twenty eight. Like did Kiesa really like just that little flurry he did at the end of the third round? Is that really enough to to steal a round? I, I gave him the third. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I definitely give him, and that's coming from somebody who really wanted Brady. Like when you think about who was closer to to finishing the fight in the third, it was not Sean Brady. Uh, right. Sean Brady was not the one who did more damage. He was not the one. Like, the only way you could score round three, in my opinion, for Sean Brady, is if you score fights only based on who has control for two minutes and 31 seconds. Because uh, in that case, he was in control of two minutes and 31 seconds of that round, uh, at least. But the the min- the seconds that Michael Chiesa was in charge, like, Dude, if he hit a couple more uppercuts or had a few more seconds there at the end of that round, dude, he might have won that. Like, give him another minute after he made it to Mount. I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Chiesa finished that fight. Um, like, yeah, I, I, I 100% wouldn't. It, it Like, not that I'm selling stock in, in Sean Brady, because I, I do still think he is a, one of the bigger threats in this division right now. I, I, it did give me a lot of questions about his striking, uh, especially as we get later into fights. Like Michael Chiesa shouldn't be tagging you up. Um, that that's that's a bad sign. So yeah, I expected him. Uh, like I was writing that and stuff. I probably said it on the on the podcast uh, last podcast too. I expected him to be the better striker here, but I, I think maybe he I was. To... I think he was though. Here's the the problem. More dangerous striker, perhaps. Yeah. I, I think as it got to round three he had gotten very comfortable, right? Like th- things had worked yeah, yeah, as according to plan for Sean Brady in rounds one and two as they possibly could. He took him down. He controlled him. He took his back so much so that Michael Chiesa was joking with him in the fight. Like, hey, you're pretty fucking good. Um, yeah. Like he couldn't even – like there was nothing Chiesa could do. And I think Brady got lulled into that a little bit. And he, then he came out in the third round – and Chiesa came balls to the wall with the striking in that round, which I don't think Brady was ready for. And maybe he needed that wake-up moment. Um, but, like, like he needed to taste a little bit of adversity there. But ultimately, yeah, like I think if you square them off in round one and tell them neither can wrestle, I think you still see Brady being the better striker. Yeah. So, obviously, he, he passed the biggest test of his career here, but... There, I, I still think there's levels here. Like, if he fought Hamzat Chimayev, um, I think uh, Hamzat would probably destroy him. I think. There's, I, there's, I don't know. You don't think so? so? I, I mean, like. Or Chimayev. Would, excuse would, me. would I maybe pick Hamzat? I, I might pick Hamzat in that fight. But I would say this. Like, Brady out-wrestling Michael Chiesa for two whole rounds. And yeah. then the, the beginning part of the third round plays a lot better for me as far as resume building as taking Li Jingliang down once. Yeah. Right? Like, don't get me wrong. Li Jingliang, really good fighter. Awful takedown defense. Like, a tr- notoriously bad takedown defense. Like, he, he only defends, like, 50% of his takedowns. 
He got taken down an ass load of times by Neil Magny. Um, Jake Matthews took him down and dominated him and beat him by decision. Like, he got choked out by Keita Nakamura. Like, there, there are people who take him down regularly. Um, Frank Camacho took him down, who is both not a welterweight and not a wrestler. So, like, he is not a guy who I think of as being a good wrestler. So, like, that that takedown does nothing for me. And meanwhile, who have we seen Kamzat Shamaya take down in a UFC fight? We've seen him take down Lee Jingliang. We've seen him take down uh, uh, who's the Welsh dude there? John Phillips. Who his moniker is the White Mike Tyson. It's not the the White Jordan Burroughs. It's the White Mike Tyson. Um, and then we saw him take down Reese McKee. Three dudes who are notoriously awful at takedown defense. So, you know, if he had wrestled up Gerald Mearshart, you know, I'd have a little bit more faith in it. But like. Right now, we're talking about Kamzat Chemaev being, like, the greatest wrestler of all time. And, like, he hasn't wrestled anybody. Like, he hasn't had to. And, and that's not his fault either. But, like, before I'm ready to anoint him, like, the best wrestler in the welterweight division, you know, let's see him fight Gilbert Burns. Let's see him fight Vicente Luque. Let's see him. I mean, even Michael Chiesa would be a huge step up from where he was. Bilal yep. Muhammad or Neil Magny would be steps up in terms of wrestling. Because Neil Magny wrestled the shit out of Lee Jingliang. So, um, really or not? I, I mean, I didn't check, but like, <laughs> okay. Um, Just wondering if I missed something. Go ahead. No, I uh, I think that was only um. Was it Justine? I don't mean to yes, help. Justine, Justine Kish. Kish yes. It was Justine Kish, though, right? <laughs> yes. like, um, Never no, forget, Dan. No offense to Just. I've interviewed Justine Kish. Very nice woman. Um. Yes. Uh, but yeah, like I wouldn't say he's a huge favorite in that fight. He might be even a better striker, but um. You know, like you, you're right. I don't think Sean Brady has now granted himself like a fight with Gilbert Burns, or he's fought, you know he he gets the Colby Covington fight now or anything like that. But the win over Michael Chiesa should book him with like like Wonder Boy. Like why can't he that was fight? The next Wonder question. Yes. Yeah. What, Wonder, Wonder Boy. Wonder, Boy, Wonder mean, like, Boy's got a fight now. He's I, Wonder Boy's fighting Bilal Muhammad, isn't he? Oh, he's fighting really? someone soon. I don't. Feel he's like fighting someone well soon. I remember seeing. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? That's not going to go well for Bilal. Um, no, no. But also, also like, so I'd love to see him fight Jorge Masvidal. Honestly, okay. like, I think I think yeah. that that would be like a good stepping stone for him. But he he's not going to take him that fight. He's never going to take that fight. Why would he take that fight? Um, Luke, Leon Edwards, yeah. those guys would be good fights for him. Um, you know, like, I, I, hey, maybe he just gets the winner of Wonder Boy and Bilal Muhammad. Like that that's a decent a yeah. uh, decent setup too. So. You know, there's a lot of things I'm out checking there. If I, I'm checking if I made that up or not. That's, oh, no, I didn't make it up. Last uh, last fight of the year. Last fight card of the year. Therefore, yeah, so, so then that means they'll be on roughly the same timeline, right? Like, yep. book sure. book sometime in March, Sean Brady versus the winner of that. And, and you know, I think you, you pretty much mint yourself a new challenger. I'd also love to see him fight Colby Covington. I just don't think Colby Covington is ever going to take a fight again. Um, interesting. And I, I don't mean to be – uh, like mean towards Colby Covington, but the dude, no. I mean, like lost his last title fight and was like, okay, I will fight the most washed dude you can find, and then I will wait, uh, and you can give me my title shot. And and props to him, he got it. Um, but I can't see that happening again. So, um, I think you're just gonna see Colby Covington on the shelf forever. So I, I'd like to see him against the winner of Wonder Boy and Bilal Muhammad. I will not stand for you crapping on Colby Covington on this podcast, Dan. He's the salt of the earth, Colby. Covington. I would I would say this like 
if for as much shit as I give Colby Covington for having like the worst shtick in MMA, um, if it is in fact a shtick, uh, which first of all, I, I think we've talked about it. Like he doesn't like getting shit because it's a shtick, but he does like getting popularity because it's a shtick. You yeah. either get the shit and the popularity, or you get neither. You don't get to play both. Um, you don't get the best and not the worst. But uh, yeah, I made the rules. I, I I'll make the rules on that one. You don't get to play a shtick and not get the heat for it. Um, so uh, for as much shit as I give him, he's the second best fighter in in that division. Yeah. I, I I'm a hundred percent positive. If Kamaru Usman's not there, he's the champ. Um, it's probably him and Gilbert Burns at a trilogy for the title multiple times. Uh, yep. so, you know, it, it like sucks that this happens, but hey, it happens to fighters all the time that they become the, 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 the one A to, uh, yep. somebody's one. But there's a good chance if it wasn't for his garbage made up shtick, we wouldn't realize that he was one A because he wouldn't have gotten all these opportunities. That's the, that's um, maybe honest, the saddest thing about it. Honest question. Honest question. Yes. Do you feel like that's true? Yes, you really. Uh, do I don't. I don't think. Or? I don't think he he would be headlining. He he's a wrestler. He's not. Uh, and yeah, he he was struggling to uh, struggling to make a mark before he became this. You think he'd be like Leon? Character. You think he'd be Leon Edwards? I'm sure. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Anybody, okay. Because yeah. I actually think he'd do better. Because like like yeah. I, I would say this like him and Leon Edwards. You're right. Both don't have the most exciting style. So if he was if he had the same shit talking game as Leon Edwards, would he be down a step for sure? The performance he put on Robbie Lawler is more entertaining than almost any performance Leon Edwards has ever had outside of his like 14 second knockout of Seth Bozinski 150 years ago, right? Like, like no no Leon Edwards fight has yeah. ever made me be like, holy shit, that dude just does not stop. You know, like, is he getting that fight though without being who he is? That's the thing. With, without, I mean, like, who would he be <laughs> leading up to that? Like, he'd beat some dudes, right? Like, I, I yeah. think so. I think so. So th- this shouldn't be a Colby Covington debate show, but no, um, it shouldn't. Well, that, I, that's next week's. Well, yeah, that's, we need we need a topic week, on Wednesday. Next so. week we just debate bad racist shticks, and uh, <laughs> next on the docket is Cody Turden. <laughs> oh well, he is coming up soon enough. Soon enough. Um, so yeah. Uh, Good fight, um, Brady Kiesa. Went the way we predicted it, which made it an even better fight, right? Um, let's move on to, unless you want to talk about Colby some some more. By all means, we can do I'm, that. I'm um, good. I'm good. You actually, good? you got it off your chest. You good? Okay. Do you think he's gonna? Do you think he's gonna be on the <laughs> Ultimate Fighter? <laughs> You're not oh, Ultimate Fighter. It all comes back to the Ultimate Fighter. Um, women's flyweight. Talia Santos got the only uh, finish of the night over Joanne Calderwood Wood. Uh, naked choke submission, but basically this was this is more um, with the hand, m- more of a TKO victory. Yes, um, would pretty much that. Okay, fine, choke me out because uh, you're beating the crap out of me on the feet, and you got me down. You're beating the crap out of me on the ground. So very, uh, very good win for Talia Santos, biggest win of her career. I'm checking my rankings here. This moves her. She already was ranked very high in my in my rankings. Um, now she's four one in the UFC. She moved from. Fifth up to fourth. Uh, she went ahead of Dan's favorite Macy Barber, who is ranked fourth. Can you believe that? She's got a lot of a lot of finishes though. That's that gets you points in my ranking system. So she's behind Valentin Shevchenko, Jessica Andrade, Caitlin Chukagian, and then Talia Santos. Do you think she deserves to be in that rare? Yeah, I, I I do. And here's the other thing I will say. Like she, I mean, I said this before the fight, so I, I don't even have to break this down. Go back and listen to me last week. I said 
she is what people think Andrea Lee is. Like, after Andrea Lee's performance last week, she is that. Andrea Lee is not that. She is already that. Right? Like, she is dangerous. She's dangerous in such a way that makes you have questions about if she did this one or two things better, could she challenge Valentina Shevchenko? She's not the type of fighter who would lose to Roxanne Matafari. She's better. Um, so, yeah, for her, like, I think she belongs in, like, a number one contender's fight at this point. Like, the way she blasted through Joanne Wood, um, JoJo Calder Woodwood, um, the way she blasted through her, I think, like, you have to put her in that that Caitlin Chokagian, Lauren Murphy, Jessica Andrade, like, that level. And just give her one of them, and when, and I'm gonna say this like with a fair amount of confidence, when she beats that other person, and I include Ooh. Lauren, I include Lauren Murphy in that because I do <gasps> really like Lauren Murphy. When she beats that other person, then set her up with the title fight because I think she does need one more. I think she needs to iron some things out, but like this is the type of performance that makes you say, "Damn, like she's she's here." Like this is this is somebody, and here's the other thing too is that you know like her her striking looked incredible and with power, yep. she's she's shown really good wrestling in the past, right? Like that's how yep. she beat that's how she beat Roxy. She she beat Roxy with her her takedown. So, um, yeah, I say give her Lauren Murphy, give her Caitlin Jokagi, and give her Jessica Andrade. Let's let it happen. Uh, see where it's at and uh, set her up for that title fight. Yeah, since dropping her debut split decision to. Mara Romero Borella, she's beaten Molly McCann, Jillian Robertson, Roxanne Montefiore, and now Joanne Wood. Not a can in the bunch. A McCann, but not not a can in the bunch of that. That's and this was uh, a decisive um, victory, um, and she finished her off. So yeah, definitely it not like flyweight's not the um, not the most stacked division. It's the most it's it's in, yeah it's, it's the the newest division in the UFC. So it's still. Uh, and it has a dominant champion on top, so it doesn't have a whole bunch of of other top fighters in it. So yeah, definitely uh, roll the dice with her, see see how she is. And then Joanne Wood, um, yeah, it's not willing to wait, even though Dana White says uh, waiting for title fights is not the way to go. But she had a title fight given to her, and she wasn't willing to wait for the champ to to get healthy. And I think. She's not going to get another chance at, at a title shot after uh, after the way she's gone. One win in her last four. Um, yeah, and she did not look good. Yeah, I, and I would say she just looked outmatched. It wasn't even yes. that she was yes. she was not particularly good. Um, but I, I would emphasize what you said in, in that it seems like her chance at a title shot's over. She's 34. In addition yeah. to being one in three in her last four, like, in in most of the people who have beaten her and are in front of her right now, like they, they haven't yep. gone anywhere. Right. Like, so when, when you've lost the people and they're right there in front of you and uh, you know, like they're not going away, they're going to get title shots before you do in your 34. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem good for her, which is too bad. Again, she kind of sits in that Misha Tate realm though, where like, she's good. Like you don't want to see her stop fighting. She, no, she's, fucking really fun to watch like I, i'm a big joanne calderwood fan um like her style has always been good to watch but yeah like i i don't i don't think it's there anymore no and another fighter married to their coach also so that's maybe we should do uh on on uh the off weeks we can do a uh, top five fighters married to their coaches perhaps do i know five 
I mean, like, at, so Aspen Ladd's not married to him, but I, we'll count no, Aspen okay. Ladd. But we'll say a couple, Swift. Aspen Ladd, Jim Gold. We got Joanne Calder Woodwood in uh, John Wood. We've got, uh, you could say Misha Tank, Johnny Munoz if you want. Uh, Pat Berry and uh, Rose Nama Eunice. Do you count that one? I mean, yeah. her head coach is For sure. Whitman, as long as we're yeah. not saying head coach. Yeah. And is it Talia Santos who has her girlfriend in the corner? Oh, maybe. Um, there's another one. Uh, Antonina Shevchenko is married to that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get, had get no this. idea who trained her for the yeah. longest they, time. Uh, I, was like, I don't even know what team she belongs to. It, uh, uh, well, does this give you the creeps at all or not? But um, So they started training with him when Valentina was five. So I guess Antonina wow. was like wow. eight or nine, and now she's married to the coach. Is that strange at all in your part of the neck of the woods? It, it is. But, okay. but was Just it, checking. <laughs> you know, again, I don't mean to call everybody in their, their coaches and slash boyfriends. <laughs> I think Pat Berry, when, when Rose oh, Namajunas yeah. started training at that gym, was like, I, I think Pat Berry was like 25 and she was like 15 or something like that, yeah. which is just like kind of unsavory. And I, I, the Aspen Lad Jim West one is the same thing too, I think. Yep. Yep. But that's... Yeah, but we're, we're this show's not about that. This show's about genocide, but we're, and, we're not about and, that. Right? And Colby Covington. And Colby Covington. Hey, yeah. there's your there's your title. <laughs> genocide, genocide Colby, Colby Covington. Colby Covington. <laughs> genocide Colby Covington and dating your coach. <laughs> uh, you know, we we are about better fantasy though. I'm sure they love us transitioning transitioning <laughs> into that after what we just said. Better fantasy is a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash up for gift cards when your bet's hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. Brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community so you can help them out here. There's, it's a slick app, very fun to use. One of the reasons we love using it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Totally free to play. Download today on iPhone and Android. You can check them out at betterfantasy slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash S-G-P-N. And Price Picks. Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I didn't have to put a lot in there, but I did anyway. I love this, and I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users that deposit and use our promo code, so all our users that use our promo code, which of course is SGP, will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code SGP. Here's how it works. You get two to five players and an over-under on the projections, and you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry, and it's just you versus projected numbers. Plus, price fix allows mixed sport entries, so you can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes and the same entry. Use the award-winning app on Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PriceFix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PriceFix.com. Use promo code SGP to get your 100% instant deposit match up to $100 or go to your app store and download the app today. PriceFix is daily fantasy made easy. I think the nickname for you, I was going to say, it wasn't really a nickname. I was going to say you're the most social, anti-social person I know. Perhaps I was going to say that. <laughs> the Maybe. Most. Yeah. He, I, dude's always got plans. He says he claims he doesn't like people, but he's always I got plans. It, they're not by my choice. Like, <laughs> people get married. You can't not go to those things. That's true. Um, it's true. 
and then you know people talk to you and you <laughs> people talk to you. It's it's the worst. It's the fucking, um, it's the fucking worst, man. <laughs> I, I know what else I was going to mention off the top. I'm not sure if you if you saw the email I sent a while ago, but I was checking our stats and we are ranked in Spain now in the top 50 podcasts in Spain. What, what do you think of that? Shout out, shout out Spain. Shout out all my amigos. Um, top 50 uh, wrestling podcasts, of course, because this is a wrestling podcast. So yeah. Um. So I was going to make you do K- the tall podcast. Me, amigos. I was going to make you, yeah, I was going to make you do the podcast in Spanish because I figured I, you're American, of course you know Spanish, just like we all speak French up here in Canada. I I, I am uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I'm conversationally proficient, but uh, if I had to converse with a couple of uh, couple of managers in Spanish one time for um, some interviews I wanted to do with a Mexican prospect, and I can I can fluently read Spanish. Um, from my yeah, I'm better at reading languages too. Yeah, yeah, like I can I can fully read Spanish, and I can um I can talk it if you give me like enough time to like think about it, and you like talk slowly. Um, but if you like speed it up, I'm only gonna like catch keywords and shit. Um, yeah. and then I can say like a a handful of sentences in in Dutch too. That's what I got. I got most close to fluent Spanish, and uh, I can say ik ben in shield pod in uh. Dutch, which uh, loosely translates to "I am a turtle." Yes, I am. Yeah, it's, I, I've I've been learning German since the uh, pandemic started, so I, I knew what. Uh, it's very similar to German, what you said. So. Oh yeah, yes. they're almost it's identical. Been, yeah. yeah. Been, and we have lots of German. Germany is still the third, I think, third most popular country that listens to our podcast. So, so, so Germany is probably like when I need to, I need to speak Portuguese to a manager, and I just, can, <laughs> I continue to say Spanish with a funky accent, and that gets yes. me by. Um, exactly. so German and Dutch, same thing. Yeah. 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 How about Hani Hani Yaya? Could you could you talk talk to Hani Yaya? You think? I've interviewed Hani Yaya. Yep, we're moving yeah. on to him next. He, he's he, super. He's a super nice dude. He, he was like one yep. of the kind. I think I talked to him in Hanato Moicano in one day, one time. Oh, wow, look yeah. at you! Just fun Brazilian yeah. guys. Yes, honey, a very uh, good story, honey. Yeah, yeah. Even though I did pick against him, um, he beat the the man, uh, the Korean cornrows is what I decided his name is going to be now. Since uh, John got super mad that he's called Mister Perfect, um, and obviously was not perfect and, and lost that fight. Lost that fight for me. It was a pick em fight. Uh, so Dan got Yaya at a minus 115, which was a nice little payout for you. If, I, I guess it's not Kang. They were calling him Kong. Is it really Kong? Not pronounced yeah, Kang. Yeah, I, I think it's like, uh, it's like, you remember what? You remember being a baseball fan in the 90s and everybody said Chan Ho Park? Yes. It wasn't Chan Ho Park. It was Chan Ho Park. Um, yes. So I think Kyung Ho Kang is actually Kyung Ho Kong. Um, in the same way, but I don't think yeah. anybody's gonna call you out for calling him Kyung Ho Kang. Well, thank God, I was worried, especially <laughs> not Jong, because Jong's angry at all these, all his uh, countrymen, his uh, his Korean fighters that lose. So Kong Kang looked pretty damn good on the feet, like I expected. Uh, he had Yaya on skates a bunch of times, but uh, got himself taken down a bunch, and Yaya won 29-28-29-28-29-28. He's actually put together. I'm just gonna check the rankings here. He's he's getting up there in my rankings here. He's put together quite a run um, as of late for an old guy. Um, 13 and four in the UFC now. He's won what? Uh, one, two, three, five out of six, which is very impressive. He's 
and he's jumped way up. He's uh, up to like 12th now in my rankings or so. So he's getting into the rank territory, which is not something we probably saw coming for uh, – how old is he? He's got to be, what, late 30s by now? Uh, I Mr. think he, Yaya. I'm checking. I, 37. I, yeah, so he's late 30s. But also, in addition to being late 30s, he's got a lot of miles at the time. Yes. Like, yes, uh, I remember the – so the first week I was uh, – the first week I was at college, um, I I told my uh, roommate then, or roommates, I actually had two, that we had to watch WEC 30. Um, it was the first yep. week. September was, 5th, 2005, 2000, 2007, excuse me. Yeah, so, so September 5th, 2007, the first week I was at college, uh, I told them we had to watch WEC 30, which I want to say was on Versus. Um, and, and we got that in our dorm room, um, so that I could watch Hani Yaya fight for the title at WEC 30. And who um, did you lose to, Dan? Um, uh, hang on a second. Give me a second. Was it, it wasn't Rob McCullough because Rob McCullough was mm-hmm. fighting somebody else that night. That was the Canadian, actual right? main event. Rob. Is he not Canadian? Rob McCullough? Rob McCullough? Maybe not. Anyhow, who did you Ra- fight? Razor Rob McCullough. Oh, he fought, um, Chase Beebe. Chase Beebe. Yes. 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 And that's what, I almost said Mark Hominick, but I think he had beaten Mark Hominick prior to that. That's a Canadian. Yes, he beat Mark Hominick WC28. So this basically, this is just, um, we like to kill time. This is a roundabout way of telling you he's been around since 2002. He's, he's and, fucking been around. <laughs> and he's probably, probably on, you could say he's on his best role right now, possibly. Um, he, um, he had another. Yeah, he won four. He won four straight a while ago, and when he won Johnny seven of, and yeah, seven of eight, which was like pretty that. impressive. Yeah. yeah, but anyhow, this was this was an impressive victory. I don't know if there's anything else we need to, to say about it. Um, uh, Superfan Jong on the SGPN Slack on Discord, which you all should get in. Um, not no, not Discord Slack. Get in on Slack. Um, was quite upset at his fight IQ here. I don't think his uh, so. Don't get me wrong. His fight IQ was bad at in one moment, but not another. So, like, his fight IQ was bad when uh, he followed Hani to the ground in the third and got swept. Yeah. I am not ready to say his fight IQ was bad in the second because he hit that leg kick multiple times in the first, and I think it led to his hands being better. Um, so like you can't just take that leg kick away and be like, oh, just box. You were having successful with the box boxing. He was having success with the boxing because the leg kick was a part of the game. So for him to get taken down on that leg kick in the second round and lose that way, like, I don't think that was bad fight IQ. That was part of the game plan that he was trying to avoid. And like, it just didn't work out for him. Following him to the ground in the third was a very dumb idea, a very dumb idea. So, um, Yes, some bad fight IQ, but maybe not as bad as uh, some people slash Superfan Jong were saying. <laughs> Very true. So I got that one wrong. We got the ne- we both got the next one right. The opener on the main card, Adrian Yanez. You know, did get it right? Was Tony Weeks? <laughs> yes, t- Tony Weeks, who is one of the judges last night. He had Davy Grant win three rounds to none, while the other two judges had it two rounds to one for Adrian Yanez. So uh, was. That's one of those store cards that was way out there. We had Yanez at minus 313, so we hit that one. Um, yeah, it looked very good, but Dave Grant looked extremely tough in there. Yeah, do you want to know what the craziest part of this is? No. Is Tony Weeks getting, I mean, yeah. that, Tony Weeks getting that crazy wrong? He's a 
He's a boxing judge slash referee, yes, if I'm not mistaken. That was a boxing match. <laughs> it was a boxing match, and he who could have watched that as a boxing match and been like, oh, Davy Grant's got it going. Like, and I get that Davy Grant thought he won that fight. Like, of course you thought you won that fight. You're like in the middle of the fight. But like any punch that Davy Grant land quote unquote landed rolled off of Adrian Yanez. Because yep. the way Adrian Yanez moves boxing like I know, I know the debate always is like who's the best boxer in MMA. Like Adrian Yanez deserves to be at least mentioned in that conversation because, dude, the way he defensively rolls off of punches is beautiful. It is objectively one of the best defensive boxing efforts that, like, he's Diaz esque in his way to roll with a punch, um, yes. which which is really impressive. And in addition to that. All of the technical aspects of his boxing uh, are right there. So, yeah, like, I, I continue to be more and more impressed with Yanez, and I thought a fight with Davy Grant was going to be, like, a squash match. It wasn't, and my stock on Adrian Yanez is still up. So, yes. you know, like, what, it's, cr- it's crazy that we can say that, but it is. Um, excited to see him get fucking a ranked opponent at some point in time. Excited to see what he does with another good boxer. Excited... I mean, he also stuffed the takedown, which is worth noting. Um, Davy Grant's a good grappler. Um, yeah, Adrian Yanez. I mean, what more could be yep. said? The, the dude's great on the mic. He's, like, super, super out in social media. He, like, fun to watch. Uh, he's now got a bonus in all four fights he's been in the UFC. Like, get it Pretty done. Impressive. Get it yep. done, Adrian Yanez. Pretty impressive. Um Speaking of impressive, guess how many points the Phoenix Suns just scored in the first quarter against the Denver Nuggets, Dan, as we're recording this? Ooh, it's got to be a lot if you're saying yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's say 42. 48. Oh, there. Jesus, in one quarter? Okay. Yes. Who, who, is it, who is it doing the damage? Um, now i got to go and check, Dan, because that's – you're going to get a lot of lists over the next few weeks, let me tell you, people. <laughs> you're going to get a lot of... You want, you want to listen to me and Jeff read basketball scores on air? 11, 11 points for Jay Crowder. Go figure. And that's nine it? For, nine for Booker, nine, nine for Booker, nine for Aiton. Yeah, it's, it looks like it's well-rounded uh, scoring. Yeah, we're going to read box scores for the next uh, next week's show. Also, we, we, did, we did tell you the Bulls were going to beat the shit out of the Knicks, and they're already yeah. kind of beat the shit out of the Knicks. So There you go. So that was the main <laughs> card, and... I don't. I don't think there's a dot among among the bunch of that. Uh, but all that all those except for Catlin Vieira and Misha Tate, maybe. Yeah, I guess. I guess that was yeah, because it was kind of frustrating this trip. Um, all right, let me tell you about Sobat. They're not frustrating. Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. Sobat is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. Sobat is changing the game with their new product. Head over to Sobat.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other bettors are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text. QR codes and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports turn the dial up a notch, go to Sobat.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Las Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with Sobet. Go to Sobet.io. That's Sobet.io today to join the revolution. And, of course, if you haven't already, download. 
Download our app. The SGPN app is now live in App Store and Google Play. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. This, that reminds me also, make sure you subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast feed so you can get this, our podcast as soon as they drop in your ears. And we did a great job killing time. We haven't even gotten to the prelims yet, Dan, and we've already done a full podcast, basically. So I guess we should get moving. Adrian Yanez, Davey Grant. These are easy easy and fast, so yeah. (laughs) Yanez Yanez and Grant rightfully won fight of the night. There wasn't really any competition for that. That was an easy one to predict. Also, in the pick-em contest I run on my MMA site, the majority of people had that one pegged as fight of the night going into it. Do you think that was the fight of the night? I I actually thought Brady versus Brady. Yeah, that was good, too. But you're a grappling nerd, so. Yeah. People like blood. Even Kyung Kang versus Hani Yaya could have been it. Yeah, that's good. And uh, Talia, Talia Santos was the only performance of the night winner, which I n- haven't seen that happen before. She's she got the only finish, so she got fifty thousand dollars bonus. UFC, it seems, I guess it it seems shitty too because the UFC got yeah. rid of calling it knockout of the night and submission. Right, if right. you're old enough to remember those, um, they got rid of those because they were sick of there being like three sick knockouts and having yeah. to give one to a, the shitty like rear naked choke and instead yeah. wanting to give him the two knockouts. So then why can't you give one to a guy with a decision who put in a good performance? Like the guy we're about to talk about, Pat Sabatini beat the they've, living hell out of Tucker Lutz. They've, they've done that. They did that fairly recently. I think they gave yeah, someone they've given a, it to a decision, else, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it, Anyhow, like, fine, Dan, you, you got this one be, right. It should be a guy who like Pat Sabatini. Pat Sabatini, who, like, Pat it, Sabatini. That, by the way, this was thirty twenty six. It should have been thirty twenty five. Yeah, I I wasn't from here on out. It's going to be you breaking down the prelims quickly because I this is I stepped in halfway through this fight. That's when they finally decided to show it up here in Canada. So you had Sabatini minus one fifty. I had Lutz plus one fifteen. Uh, go ahead, quick breakdown you, on it. Do you remember why you picked Tucker Lutz? Um, I think I said something stupid like, uh, let me think. He's bigger, he's a better, more active striker, and he's a, he's a solid grappler. But yeah, I, I think I think you said he had better grappling. Stats. Well, he had better grappling stats, but not yeah. anymore. He's and then to. and then I think I think then I yelled because he yes. had he had grappled up against uh Sherard Blackledge, yeah, whereas he Pat at me about Sherard Blackledge. Yeah, yes. and Pat Sabatini, uh, he looked. Jamal Emmers, who's notoriously a good wrestler. Um, yes. And Pat Zabatini made Tucker Lutz look like he's never grappled before, which is pretty much what I predicted. By the way, uh, quick shout-out to anybody who liked that tweet I had, which I thought was just like a very simple tweet and going to get like the 8 to 10 likes that it normally does. Um, I just looked on Twitter, which I hadn't been on in a while, had over 200 likes. Uh, Team Daniel Gracie, slash, uh, which is Henzo Gracie Philly, uh, right now it's four guys in the UFC. Uh, Sean Brady, 5-0. and Pat Sabatini, 3-0. and Andre Petrosky, 2-0. and Jim, uh, Jeremiah Wells, 1-0. and So uh, current record for Daniel Gracie Jiu-Jitsu slash Henzo Gracie Philly guys, 11-0 and in the UFC. Time to stop picking against uh, Henzo Gracie Philly. Yep. Dan told us that a long time ago. He, he was an early adopter here, so... All right, uh, next fight. I got right. You got it wrong. Rafa Garcia, minus 118, uh, beat the newcomer Nathan Levy, minus 109. And yeah. it was, tw- sorry, 29-28, 29-28, And as Dan said before, Sabatini was 30-26 and then 2-30-27. So go ahead. Garcia, Levy. 
Levy looked good in the first, clearly tired and didn't have enough to do his karate the whole time. Uh, Garcia wanted to be a better wrestler, which I was surprised by. So um, hats off to him for that. Uh, Not excited to see either of them. They'll both get slaughtered by by most lightweights. All right, moving on. I got the next one right, too. Uh, I will this call was it your, Canadian. This now. was your this was your hot run. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, the Canadian because she won. Uh, Lupita Godinez, Lupi. Plus, she's very likable. Uh, beat Loma Lukbunmi, her of the famed um, famed. What is she famed of, Dan? Loma Lukbunmi. Oh, she yeah. got good foot sweeps. She foot did. Sweep. Oh, no, she, she did one too. <laughs> she had one foot sweep and one head and arm throw, which they were. Really All I heard was on Dan's podcast was foot sweep, foot sweep, foot sweep. So anyhow, the foot sweeps did not get her a victory. She lost twenty nine twenty eight across the board. Uh, it sounds like Adina's just out wrestled her the whole fight. Correct? Not the entire fight. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I said in the pre-fight show that uh, Lupita Godinez and Loma Lukbume would be decided in the first 30 seconds. We'd see if she right. could wrestle. And actually, it was funny. Loma Lukbume actually stuck the early wrestling attempts. Um, and then, she thought you were good. And I, yeah, I thought I was in the clear. I was like, man, I hit this one too uh, because as you'll see, I hit the next three. Um, but uh, it wound up being – like, I think Loma wore out a little bit, or the persistence of Lupita Godinez started to work, or uh, Lupita Godinez found other holes, because she wound up hitting some really big double legs and some really big, like, high angle slams and shit. So, um, Lupita Godinez, low-key, like, strawweight spoiler right now, right? Like, oh, yeah. at, at strawweight so far in the UFC... She's two and one, so you're, you're, that's just disqualifying the loss of Luana Carolina. And man, she only lost a split to Jessica Penne. Like, man, I, I'd love to see her in there with. You know, there's a lot of people I'd love to see her in there with. But uh, hopefully, she gets another one book soon because she you likes to fight. Long, no. She exactly. likes to fight every weekend if she can. Exactly. Anything she to actually, get her out of Canada, she actually, right? She actually said that in uh, the interview with me. She said, "When I'm in the cage, it's the happiest time of my life." And um, she said, what was the other thing she said? She said, it's the happiest time of my life, so I would fight every weekend if they let me. Um, She's just fucking nutty shit, man. (laughs) Well, she's loopy, so what do you think? Yeah. She's loopy, after all. Um, Quilang Ayori, who I was in on, lost 29-28-28-28 to Cody Durden. Um, Durden minus 160. Dan hit that one, and Durden uh, sent him back to China, right, Dan? That's what I think I heard after the fight. Do we have to talk about do we have No, to talk we don't. Because I, I picked him, and I was right. And You're I ashamed of yourself, feel, aren't you? I still feel real bad about it. Also, did you see he tried to say, like, oh, there was no racist intent behind it. it I yeah. was just – I mean, I would have said that even if he was from Arkansas or whatever. Uh, and then, like, people dug up tweets of him saying, like, the most oh, – yeah racist shit you've ever heard. But, uh, it, was, it was spelled with an A, oh. so that's not racist, right? Oh. If you spell it with an A? Yeah, yeah, it was bad. I mean, like, it was all... And he wasn't young. It was like, usually it's like when people are, like, teens, but no. He yeah, was, like, like, they, they caught that already, so. from the Brewers, Josh Hader. Yeah. He, like, found a bunch of his high school tweets and, like, yeah, I'm sure he wasn't, like, tweeting nice things when he was in high school. Um, But, yeah, <laughs> this dude was, like, 28 or something like that. Yeah, yeah like, also, for Cody Durden, I know he's, like, like, he used that moment. Some people were saying to, like, do a heel turn. The dude has put in shitty performances in the U.S. So far. <laughs> yeah. He got beat by Chris Gutierrez. 
Uh, he was, or he drew with Chris Gutierrez. I take that back. I think he was up two rounds to none with his wrestling and then just got teased up in the third, if I'm remembering that fight right. He took down Jimmy Flick and looked good until he got, like, fucking flying triangle choke. Like, this is your first win, and you fought three times, and you chose this moment to, like, reveal yourself <laughs> as, like, a terrible racist. And, like, terrible racist. Like, yeah. I know the UFC won't do anything about it, but, man, I bet no. there are guys, like, like Tim Elliott just lining up to beat the piss out of this kid. And then he walked it like he, like that he kind of apologized, but then he also I'm sorry if you were in, offended. Is it one yeah. of those? <laughs> but, but he's also since gone like I don't care if people are mad about this. Bring it on, I'll fight him. So okay. All right. Um yeah, he, he makes the people of Georgia look great, Dan. Give him uh <laughs> give him uh what's his face? Um one of those Asian guys, right? You know you're gonna make me sound Who else so- needs sent back, but, Dan? No, no, there, there's – oh, Subodergy is a um, – yes. would beat the hell out of him. That, give him that'll Subodergy. work. Let, yeah, you should or, give him – just give him Asian killers from here on out. Or Tegir Olambikov. Does, does technically – is he Uzbek? Am I, am I remembering that right? Tegir yes. Olambikov? Yes. That's, that's Asia, right? Kind of Eurasia. Yes. Let, yes. let, let Tegir Olambikov beat the living hell out of that dude. <laughs> exactly. Just let – yeah, um, let them let them handle it for us. So yeah, fi- find yeah. any guy who uh, knows somebody who's Asian that wants to beat him up, and let them all do it at the same time. Because <laughs> let me state now, this podcast is anti-genocide, anti-racism, right? May- maybe pro-murder, but the other two things or pro-murderous nickname, <laughs> but like Hitman. Hitman's a nerd- murderous or, nickname. I or the next person. People to be, yep. like Hitman, because that's a dumb nickname. But, like, I'm pro-murderous nicknames. I'm anti-genocide, and I'm anti-race. <laughs> exactly. Like, Shyland Nerdambiki. He's a Wolverine. That that could be a murderous nickname. And he got Dan a massive win over Sean Soriano, which we kind of already touched on, I guess. 29, 28, 29, 28, 29, 28. Dan got plus 220 on him, so that really helped. The, who, is, uh, who is picking shitty wrestlers against good wrestlers? Yes. I the, did. When I did the shitty wrestlers, <laughs> when he's 0-4 and he's negative 270, yeah, which, I by the way, they must know something a, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say this, by the way. This is a great example of one of those fights that I need to make you pick first. Because I think yeah. you would have tra- trailed me on this one. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, yeah. Cause, uh, so, anyhow, uh, no need on the, on the first fight of the night. We both had... Luana Pinheiro, minus 425. She was my locks. So I made a big 23.53. I'm almost back to even money on the locks. I'm down 95 bucks, 20 and 11 on my locks. So I, will, um, I was a little – we can touch upon this real quick. I was actually yeah, impressed in how Sam Hughes showed up in the third because she yeah, went she for was it. Fighting for she went, her job basically. So. Yeah, and, and she fought like she was fighting for her job, which I yeah. – um, you know, like they say to do that, right? But, like, not everybody does the way no. she did. And, and, hey, one judge even gave her the round. Uh, I'm not sure I did, but one judge gave her the round. So, uh, yeah, props to her for, for going for it. So what do you think of Pinheiro? A lot of people are thinking that she could be the real deal in the in the class. Um, I mean, like, ooh, I, I think she's got some potential. I, I would be interested to see how she did with Lapita Godinez. Yeah, I was just gonna say strawweights. Hey, yeah, you got a pair of strawweights there. Um, pair of women who clearly have some takedown abilities, but in very different and weird ways. And uh, you know, like uh, Pinheiro crumbled a little bit under the pressure of Sam Hughes late. Uh, maybe not. Maybe crumbles the wrong word, but she she showed cracks in the the or chinks in the armor or whatever you want to say. Um, 
But like Lupita Ganinez turns up the pressure. I think those two would be a fun fight. Yep. Very good. So that caps the night. Uh, eight and three for Dan. Like I said, seven, four for me on the year. I'm at 60% still, which is what I was gunning for. Dan's at 55%. I am ahead of him by 1300 bucks, but we're both down money that I don't want to mention. Um, so I'm 23 correct picks ahead of you. So I think it's I think you can concede at this point. Three three events left. You're not going to catch up, Dan. No, because you're going to tell me on enough of those. <laughs> no, um, I I won't tell. See, even, but this, the beauty even a of bad this, week. Though, the beauty of this week. is that this is not a one year long podcast. <laughs> it restarts at the end of every year, but it's not a one year long podcast. Yeah, fine. So I was going to say even. Like a bad week for me. I went seven and four. So something. This is strange. This is a very, very bizarre world going on here. But when, when a bad week for me is, is seven and four. So I guess that means you're losing the bet for this year. And is your wife cool with my name being tattooed on your face? Is, Wasn't have it, you talked to her about uh, this? What, what, remember when we what? We, first said, we first said that it was going to be a face tattoo. Now you added that it was <laughs> the name. Yeah, I have, I, I have no I, tattoos I, and don't plan on getting one. No, um, you, you're, I, you're not Sean Brady, are you? Um, or or Jake? What was the? It was a Jake Paul, Tyrone Woodlow, Jake Paul, one of the Pauls. Yes, was it Jake? Josh? Yeah, one of the Pauls. Uh, Jake, what? I think. No, I was going to say you have your wife's name under your right eye. Is she cool with you having my name underneath your left eye? Is that cool, or does that have to be the spot for the kids, or what? I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't think I ever am gonna. I, I'm not a tattoo guy. I'm like the only <laughs> like jujitsu. Jujitsu guys have lots of tattoos. Not a yeah. not a tattoo guy. Uh, so especially uh, that's why do you make that with Sean, me then? Especially not Sean Brady. Tattooed. What? No, that one's yeah. wild, man. <laughs> yeah, they were saying on the telecast he wants to get his whole body tattooed. Yeah, he, yeah he, the one on his you, back you looks can like. Tell it's uh, getting filled in. You can tell it's yeah. getting filled in around. Yeah. His back looks like Darth Maul, basically. Uh, the devil. Or, I don't. I don't, I don't think. Like, I don't <laughs> think Darth Maul is what he's going for. No, but that's what it looks like to me. All right. Anyhow, uh, um, I'm kicking Dan's ass, everybody. But you, y'all keep tailing Dan and, and complimenting him on Twitter and and in the Slack channel. Well, just hey, shout just out, leave me over here. Speaking of, before before we end the show, shout out to my guy uh, Jason Kurtz. He's been hitting me up uh, with all of his winning bet slips in DMs on Twitter. Uh, he nice. even I, I, I won't share his totals because I, I'm sure like that's a private <laughs> thing and shit like yeah. that. But um, I'll share I'll share with you when we're off the air. But oh um, boy. Shout out to him because he made a butt ton of money this last week, and uh, I'm happy for him. And keep sending me those winning bet slips because I I love seeing them, especially if you tailed my bets and now you're winning. I, I don't get mad that it's not my money. I'm just happy that people out there are beating the fucking bookies. So a butt ton? A butt ton. How yeah. much you made? Yeah, a butt ton. So <laughs> you sh- really? Is that like uh, you sure you don't want to say a butt load from one of our one of our favorite movies? You know, there's like a buttload of gangs at this oh, school. Yeah, there's like a buttload of gangs. <laughs> one of them tried to get one of them tried to get me to join because I'm really good with a bow staff. <laughs> no. Yep, Napoleon Dynamite, everyone. My son hates it. The parts he's seen, he thinks his parents are weirdos for thinking it's the greatest movie ever. But <laughs> it's his I'm, parents are weirdos. I'm not. I'm not gonna rank it the greatest movie ever. No, there's it's there's one like there's like three or four movies in my life that I've seen. Over, I'm gonna say over a hundred times. Um, but that's mostly because when I like moved out of my parents' house, I didn't have any money, and I just had like a one of those old tube TVs with the VHS player built into it. Uh, and I, than what you had at home, right? Uh, th- no, nothing. They, <laughs> no. they had a DVD it's player. Not cable. 
they had a DVD player. I had a VHS player that was already built into like a 12 inch TV. Uh, and I, I had four VHS tapes. Um, so those four VHS tapes got a lot of play. Um, so I'm going to rank all four of those movies higher than, uh, than, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. But Napoleon how Dynamite. Many of, how many of them had the words button load in the title, Dan? <laughs> no, none, of about load. <laughs> none of them. None of them. Okay. I'd say that. Are you going to, are you going to, are you a real laugh? I got a real laugh out of it. Are you going to, uh, tell us good. what those movies are? And, uh, yeah. So, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was oh, one oh. of them. That, uh, my son, my son approves of that one. Yes. Yeah, Uncle Buck. Yeah, um, another awesome. It was a bunch of John Hughes films too, and uh, so because those two are both John Hughes. Uh, Home Alone one and yeah, Big, that's my son and, loves that too. And, and then Big Daddy. Um, uh, I don't. He hasn't seen that, but yeah, uh, you, you've got the taste of an eleven-year-old apparently. <laughs> a Canadian, a Canadian eleven-year-old. Yes, exactly. an American thirty-year-old. So <laughs> very true. Very true. Well, well we. Got a buttload of information out there uh, to you people. No, oh yeah, we got to figure out what we're doing next podcast. First of all, if you have ideas, you can send it our way on Twitter, Jeff Fox Writer or Gumby Vreeland. Questions, topics, anything to not make us have to come up with ideas ourselves because we'll end up talking about Uncle Buck, which isn't a bad thing because um, <laughs> the Canadian John Candy's in it. Um, you're gonna claim John Candy. That's a good. Uh, you're right. You're right. He's Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, yeah, he's like That's one of the TV, greatest. Dude. He's one of the greatest Canadians of all yes. time. It's it's like it's like it's it's like Wayne Gretzky then him. Yep, and they they both uh, owned a piece of the Argonauts too, Toronto Argonauts, I believe, the CFL team. <laughs> so, there you go, John Canyon and uh, Wayne Gretzky. All right. Um, now the only events happening. We're recording on the twenty fourth. The only events happening. We got a one event on twenty sixth, and we got Ryzen on twenty eighth. Do we want to make some bets on? Either of those Asian events? I don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't want to give out any gambling advice next show, is what you're saying? I mean, I we can we can figure something out, but like, no. <laughs> um, I I wish um there was anything else. There isn't even a Fury. Fury has been doing events. They just finished up a really good event too. We could have fucking talked about Fury FC if it was yep. tomorrow instead of today. Um. <laughs> Crazy made event plus five fifty underdog just won so uh, yeah Austin do you remember Austin Lane he lost to Greg yeah, I remember he lost the name to Greg that. Hardy on the contender series oh um, there you go knocked out uh, Juan Adams the chosen Juan Adams there you go all right so Wednesday and Sunday we need things to talk about people so um, if you got any actually Sunday. We can do. We got one Bellator LFA all, all coming down the the pike or pipe next week. So we we can actually make Sunday. We, we can do some of that stuff. We can make some Bellator LFA picks because Bellator's got title fight and stuff. So it's basically Wednesday. Give us topics. I was thinking maybe we could do since we've we kind of touched on it recently, but uh, we could do top female fighters of all time since we just had Misha Tate fight. That could be something we could do, or or we'll just chat. There's plenty to chat about. Um, I'm sure John Jones will get arrested by that. Yeah, John Jones will get arrested. Yeah, or something. Yeah, he's he's sober, Dan. Sixty days, so we're so proud of him. We're so proud. Did of you him. did you see that tweet? Real quick, real quick. Did you see that tweet from before? Uh, fuck, I wish I could remember who it was. I think it was one of the guys who used to write for the Athletic before they killed all their MMA coverage. Um, yeah. Who wrote? It's been 58 days since his his domestic violence issue. Yeah, well, <laughs> and who's so, counting? 
It, but but the point is, he said he was sixty days sober, which is like, <laughs> were, real? Were you? Uh, Maybe he meant sixty minutes, perhaps. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This isn't the John Jones. So we're we're touching on all the dirt bags today. So um, we didn't t- we didn't mention the Irish dirt bag, but all all the other ones we were pretty much touching on here. So, all right, uh, that's enough. I gave you a Twitter handles. Follow us there. Uh, go into our SGPN Slack. Go to the fight channel. Give us some topics so we're not just answering Jonks, super fan Jonks questions next week, because it's all going to be uh, why he he uh, hates Korean fighters and stuff. We, we don't we don't need that. Um, what else can you do? read our stuff? Sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Read our MMA stuff. MMA-manifesto.com. Um, I guess that's all I got to tell him, right, Dan? That, that's it. That's it. Who's taking him home this week? I I can do that. It's good. Let's see if you screw up. I'm Daniel Gumby Freeland. He is Juicy J. Jeff Fox, and we will catch you on Wednesday.